0: <clears throat> All right, cool. We're going to talk about humility. We started this a couple days ago. When we got a little bit of the way through it. But um, the name of this uh, teaching is <clears throat> Humility The Key To A Life Of Power Um. <clears throat> We'll start off at James chapter 4, 4 verse uh, 6 through 10. So, um, don't go to your Bibles there. <clears throat> it says, but he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. So it says, God opposes. He opposes the proud. But he gives grace to the humble. And then the next part says, submit. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God resist the devil and he will flee from you draw near to god and he will draw near to you and then says cleanse your hands you sinners purify your hearts you double-minded be wretched and mourn and weep let your laughter be turned to mourning your joy to gloom humble yourselves before the lord and he will exalt you um it's good stuff uh it talks about humbling ourselves and drawing near to him and uh I talking about being double-minded you know <clears throat> it talks about being double-minded this double-mindedness is the same thing as unbelief unbelief what 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 double-mindedness is is unbelief unbelief is basically when you believe one thing but you also believe another thing okay Um, this is why willpower doesn't work. Because willpower, you can have more than one will. Okay, so for instance, I really want to wake up early in the morning. But I also want to stay up late and watch movies. See what I'm saying? So that's double-mindedness. It's whenever you want to do one thing, but then you also want to do another thing. And so, oftentimes, your desire to do the second thing will override the first thing. Okay? This is just double-mindedness. The reason why um, unbelief is so bad is because unbelief is belief. But it's just belief in the opposite of what you're really wanting to believe. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why unbelief is so powerful is because it really is belief in the opposite thing of the, one, of the thing you actually want to believe. This is good stuff. That's why it's so powerful. That's why it's so dangerous. Unbelief is so dangerous. This is why in Matthew chapter 17, when the father comes in and he says, I believe, help my unbelief. Okay. And Matthew chapter 17 also, whenever Jesus comes in, he casts the demon out of the boy, or he says, he says, if you can, the boy the, the father says, if you can, if you can do anything, help my boy. And Jesus says, if you can, all things are possible for one who believes. And then that's when the father says, I believe, help my unbelief. <laughs> so he believed, but he also had unbelief. He, al- he believed that, that his son would be healed, but he also believed that it was just too big of a problem. That's unbelief, okay? It's just belief in two things. That's what double-mindedness is. And that's why it's so dangerous. Double-mindedness. Because that's why Jesus says, be it according to your faith. Because you can have unbelief, which is also faith. So what are you believing? What are you having faith in? You know? And a lot of times, fear overrides us. Like, fear is a very strong... Fear is faith. It's just faith in evil. Okay? Fear is faith in evil. Alright? So a lot of times, this... Like, faith is a powerful thing. But fear, oftentimes, it it, it hangs on um, what we really believe about ourselves. Oh, I don't really deserve it. See? So whenever we say, I don't deserve it. It has to do with our identity at that point. It has to do with who we are. And where we think we stand. Especially with God. Because if I don't think I'm in good standing with God, I'm not going to think He's going to answer any of my prayers. This is why the scripture says, the prayers of the righteous avail much. Why? Because the righteous, who are by faith, they believe that they're really righteous. Okay? They really understand their relationship with God. Okay? This is the prayers of the righteous man avails much. It says the prayers of the righteous man are powerful when they're working. Okay? But it's a matter of faith and believing who you really are in Jesus. See, the righteous... We talk about this. The righteous... Walk by faith. So you can't, this is not a matter of deeds. Because the deeds, it's not that your faith is built on your walk. It's that your walk is built on your faith. Walk by faith. It doesn't say the righteous faith by their walk. (laughs) You know what I mean? The righteous walk by faith. So it's through faith that they walk righteous. They actually believe that they really are the righteousness of God. Therefore, they do it because they know who they are. All right, now watch this. This is powerful. This is, now, we're actually talking about righteousness and we're talking about sin. It, even in this verse, it says this. It says, "It says, be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. It's talking about repentance, repenting from sin, okay? repenting from an old way of thinking. All right. Draw near to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. That's awesome. Like, okay, like how many times do we not really believe that? Like, even when you read this verse, resist the devil and he will flee from you. People are like, I don't believe that. (laughs) First of all, they don't believe there's a devil. That's half the problem. (laughs) Second, they don't believe that he really will flee from them when they resist them. You know? You know what I'm saying? Alright. So the righteous walk by faith. This is, y'all just remember this, okay? Unbelief, double-mindedness. I'm talking about submitting, okay? So now, watch this. This is, this is powerful, okay? Uh, the scripture talks about, um, in Proverbs chapter 27, That's a good one. two, it says, let another man praise you and not your own mouth. A stranger, and not your own lips. In other words, we don't exalt ourselves. Don't exalt yourselves. Okay? When you exalt yourself, the reason why we exalt ourselves, okay, is because of pride. Okay? Alright, now... We're going to talk about pride, humility, submission. Just just kind of keep these in your head and in your heart. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble, okay? All right, here's what pride is. Pride is your own opinion it's your own opinion about yourself. Okay? And normally, when you're pride and you have pride and arrogance, you want everybody to know that you're all that. Okay? Okay, here's the problem with this. If you really are all that, why do you have to talk about yourself? Because see, the thing is in Proverbs 27, it says, Don't exalt yourself, let another exalt you. Okay? So, when somebody else is exalting you and you're not exalting yourself, that's okay. That's actually a good thing. Okay? But don't exalt yourself because when you exalt yourself, It's pride. The reason why, and we talk about this quite a bit actually, but pride is deep-rooted insecurity. You want everybody else to know you're all that because you want them to agree with you. If they agree with you, then this must make it true because the truth is we can never define ourselves. We were never created to define ourselves. We were made to be defined by another. Okay? Like anytime something is made, the thing itself cannot define itself. The purpose behind the thing that was created, the purpose behind the thing that was created actually gives it its meaning. But the purpose doesn't come from the thing itself. The purpose comes from the Maker. Okay, so if I if I have this watch or no actually let's just let's just do it if I have this marker this marker had a purpose whenever the maker made it and said, I'm gonna make this marker and it's gonna mark. <laughs> right? It's gonna be used for communication, it's gonna be used for teaching. Many people are gonna come to know Jesus because of this marker. Well, whether that was the original intent or not. The point is that communication. Okay, but the marker, and it's a dry erase marker, so everything, like its whole definition is wrapped up in this name. A dry erase marker, that means it, it, it's a dry erase marker, it marks on a dry erase board and it dries and it's easy to erase. You know what I mean? The whole name actually defines it, all right? It's a perfect example, dry erase marker, and it's so simple. But its purpose was given by the maker, Mr. Expo. Okay? Mr. Expo. And watch this. His name is on it, too. That's so awesome. Come on, there's so much we can preach the gospel right off of this. Expo right erase marker, dude. Expo, dude. The maker, his name's Expo. Branded the sucker with his name, Expo. And we talked about this morning earlier. I talked about how God wants to be known by us because the, the more we get to know him, the more we get to know ourselves. Why? Because he is, we are the image of God. We are the image of God. You know? So, when God came in and, and created us, there was a part of Himself that He put inside of us. Okay? So as we get to know who God is, we'll get to know who we are even more. You know? It's pretty powerful. So Expo. He puts that Expo in there. Expo! It was made by Expo, dry erase marker. That's its purpose. Okay, so every every being, everything has a purpose given to it by its maker. Okay, so this is why this insecurity is so bad. This pride is whenever pride is whenever a man forgets who he is. Man, this is really good. Pride is when a man forgets who he is. He's trying to be a self-made man. But that's not who he is. Those people are never happy. I guarantee you. They're not happy. They're angry, kind of bitter people. <laughs> you know? A self-made man. You can't make yourself, man. You're not designed you're not designed that way, you know? It's pretty powerful stuff. Self-made men all right, so it's this deep rooted insecurity. Pride is deep rooted insecurity. So what they're doing is they're, they have to exert themselves so that other people will say, hey man, this guy's pretty awesome. And then whenever the other people start talking about you, then you feel good. The reason why you feel good whenever everybody else talks about you is because the truth is you were created to actually receive affirmation from an outside source. It's just from the wrong source. Because then all of a sudden, when everybody else around you starts to hate you, then you want to kill yourself because you found your whole identity in what everybody else thought about you, and it's really just insecurity, okay? That makes sense? All right, so. <clears throat> Let's go to, uh, we're talking about um, humility here. What's that? Recording, messed up. Okay.
1: I don't know if it did or not. It got fuzzy for
2: a minute. because That's good. That. Now it is. It's good. I had a Brookshire's thing pop up, a reminder, the
0: whole thing oh. was fuzzy.
1: That's cool. <clears throat> All right, so.
0: What are we at here? Self-made men. Pride, insecurity, deep-rooted insecurity. They need other people to affirm them, tell them they did a good job. I think I told this yesterday. Um, I used to struggle with this quite a bit, actually. Um, And, like, I would preach, and I would come down out of my my sermon or whatever, and I'd go around and ask everybody, how was it? It doesn't matter what they think. (laughs) You know what I mean? But, to me, I was struggling with this temptation of needing needing men or women men to affirm me and say hey you get you did a good job and I would I would I would gauge my success off of what everybody thought about me this is very bad cuz Jesus did awesome and everybody hated him <laughs> you know <laughs> you know so we, we've got to find our, our purpose and our meaning in a much deeper source than other men. The Lord, uh, the Lord told me one time, Zach, I didn't make you for um, men's applause. I made you for my applause. You were not created to receive applause from men. You were created to receive applause from me. Okay? That doesn't mean that God doesn't speak through people. You know what I mean? If you're, if you're pointing into somebody's life and, and God lives in them now, and they come up to you and say, man, I thank you. It's not necessarily from them. It's actually the Spirit of God inside them coming and thanking you. You know, There's a level where that can be from God, but you have to be able to discern. You have to be able to discern and really know, man, it doesn't matter really what people think about me. It really matters what God thinks about me. You see what I'm saying? It's your identity. Yeah, it's your identity. All right, so if we go over to, uh, this is so cool. Um, we're talking about, um, it says here, humble yourselves before God and he will exalt you. So what we're doing is, what pride is when you when you self-exalt, it's whenever it's, you have that deep rooted insecurity. But what humility says is, I'm nothing. Okay? And it starts at square one. And it starts to, it says, I'm nothing. That's, that's the bare bones part of it. But then you'll see here um, that whenever you, when you humble, okay, check this out. So, to humble yourself means to die.
1: This is so cool.
0: See, if we will humble ourselves, Jesus says, if you want to follow me, pick up your cross and follow me. You know, Dietrich Bonhoeffer says, when, a, when, when, when Jesus calls a man, he bids him come and die. That's good stuff. Bids him come and die. So, when we die, this is humility. Philippians chapter 4, I believe. Um, it says, it might be chapter 2, I can't remember, don't quote me. Just do your own homework. Philippians says that God, that Jesus not consider equality with God something to be grasped, that we should imitate him. And he says, it didn't consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he humbled himself to the point of a servant. He humbled himself to the point of being a man, even unto death. He humbled himself. Okay, so what we do when we follow Jesus is we humble ourselves. And when we humble ourselves, we die. This is powerful. And if we die in Christ, the scripture says that he humbled himself even to the point of death. And But then he says, and therefore he was given the name above all names and was seated at the right hand of the Father. He was. Yeah, he became a servant. And then he gave him the name of above all names. But he humbled himself and he obeyed God. And what happens, is not just obeying God, it's embracing, embracing, when we humble ourselves before God, we embrace his divine purpose. This is awesome. When When we embrace our divine purpose, then our identity is established when we when we embrace his divine purpose when we humble ourselves when we humble ourselves we embrace his divine purpose and his identity is established inside of us and we are exalted and we are exalted Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. So, when we die to ourselves, when we die to self, and we submit ourselves to God, he establishes inside of us our divine purpose, which actually affirms our identity, which tells us who we really are. And we don't no longer have to worry about what men think about us, we just have to worry about what God thinks about us. And that's when he exalts us. This is so powerful. Check this out. Um, In in Numbers chapter 12. Numbers chapter 12 verse 1 through 9. We talk about um, talking about how how we shouldn't affirm ourselves but we should allow others to affirm us right. So it says Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses Because of the Cushite woman whom he had married, for he had married a Cushite woman. And they said, has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us also? And the Lord heard it. Now the man Moses was very meek, more than all the people who were on the face of the earth. Okay, so we talk about meekness. It's humility. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So this is powerful. It says he was the meat most meek man. And I always thought it was funny because, um, you know, apparently Moses was supposed to have written this book, and he said that about himself, so. (laughs) That's very humble of (laughs) you, to think that
2: of yourself. But Moses also had a lot of, like, fleshy moments, man. So why why would he say that, and then, like, we just talked about, uh, people that are in pride being angry and and bitter and, and... (laughs) <laughs> and stuff, and Moses has those moments where he's writing, it's like, dude, you're angry. You're bitter. Like, like,
0: But he also, but see, here's the thing. This is powerful. What humility is isn't necessarily that you're flawless. It just means that you recognize who, you're, who you are in God. Because this is so cool. Watch this. Whenever Moses... When Moses, so it says right here, he's the biggest man, but whenever he was standing before God at the burning bush, God says to him, uh, I'm going to uh, use you to deliver my people. And he says, but, 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 but I, I stutter, right? And that's when God goes, who made man's mouth, right? Mm-hmm. And so what it is, is it is just because you have humility does not mean that you don't struggle with pride. This is really good. <laughs> <But> <laughs> humility is humility is to throw your pride. Is to take your pride and throw it aside. Humility doesn't mean that you don't have pride. Humility just means that you cast your pride down. Okay, so here, watch this. <clears throat> so you see, you're right. Bless you. <laughs> so you see, um, when Moses comes in there, and he says, "I stutter," right? Okay? And a lot of people would think, well, that's humility. It's not humility. It's pride. When Moses said that he stuttered, he was full of pride.
2: Who made man's mouth?
0: And we know he was full of pride because God put him in his place. In other words, you're going to deliver my people. I can't do that. And God says, your opinion doesn't matter. (laughs) I don't care what you think. I don't care what you think, all your mistakes and all your weaknesses and if you start exalting these things that you identify yourself with, that's pride. Pride is when you have self-identity instead of God-identity. Woo! Come on. Pride is when you have self-identity not God-identity. So that doesn't mean that we don't struggle with this. If we're in sin, we're struggling with that. Okay? Because we're struggling with our identity. We talked about the law yesterday, about being condemned. I was talking with my brother over here. Um, about being condemned. And, and literally to walk in condemnation is also pride. Cause you're slandering the cross. <laughs> That's powerful stuff. It's pride, man. Whenever, you're like, yeah, I just, I just can't see how God can forgive me. Pride. <laughs> Your opinion about you doesn't matter. It's only God's opinion about you that matters. Now it's okay to say. It's okay to begin the conversation with. I'm nothing. But it's not okay to finish the conversation with I am nothing. Because when you say I am nothing, He exalts you. It's so powerful, man. If you go in, humble yourself, and God didn't exalt you, then you're not full of humbleness. Mm. Oh, come on. I'm going to say that again. If you went into the conversation with God, if you went into the conversation with God and come out and you're not confident, then you went in with pride. I'm going to write that down. This is way too good not to write down. If you enter the conversation with God and do not, oh, and do not come out in confidence then you went in full of pride because God exalts the humble And listen, when God exalts you, you become very confident. Woo! If you enter the conversation with God and do not come out in confidence, then you went in full of pride and you never got out of it. You need to humble yourself when you go before the Lord. Embrace His word concerning your life.
1: Accept His forgiveness.
0: It's false humility to come out and still feel like crap. It's false humility. It's false. It's pride. Because you your thought process about who you are is still not good. When you humble yourself before God, he exalts you. That is a promise. Whew, that is a promise, man. If we truly humble ourselves before God, he would exalt us and we would know it. This, man, this is so good. Man, i got to keep saying it. I cannot get away from it. This is such a profound truth right here. This is, so, this is awesome. All right, so this is right here. And that's why, that's why, when Moses come out of the conversation, he says, "Well, what if they don't believe me?" He's starting to submit himself now. He's submitting to his calling. What if they don't believe me? Well, throw your, throw your, uh, your uh, staff down and, and throw it down and turn into a snake. He said, "Go pick it up by the tail." Pick it up by the tail. Confidence, you know. Put your hand in your cloak. Puts it out. There's leprosy. Put it back in your cloak. Confidently, you believe God. <laughs> You know, whenever you are, check this out, whenever you humble yourself before God, you become obedient. And when you obey, you do it confidently. Humbleness brings about obedience. Obedience in confidence. Confidence is faith. Confidence is faith. Faith is humility. Faith is humility. It's to say, yes, sir. It's my favorite way to put it, man. So I had one in John chapter 14. It talks about how those who believe in me will do the same things I've been doing in greater. And I remember telling a friend of mine about this verse. And he goes, so are you saying you're going to do greater things than Jesus? And it was, it kind of bothered me because I didn't know what to say back to him, you know. Why? I was unconfident. I was prideful.
1: You are only so lucky.
0: I hadn't really submitted myself to that word. I hadn't really submitted myself to that word. If I had really submitted myself to that word, I would have been able to say, I am no greater than my master. And my master said, my master said, you will do greater things. So if my master says, who is, Higher than me. I humble myself below my master. And he says, you're going to do greater things than me. It's not pride to say, okay. (laughs) It's actually pride to say, no. See, that's what happened whenever Jesus came and he starts washing the disciples' feet, right? He starts washing the disciples' feet and Peter goes, no, 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 no. You can't wash my feet. That was pride. (laughs) Because if Jesus wants to wash your feet, let him. That's submission. You're submitting to his desire. But if you don't submit to his desire, then Jesus looked at Peter and says, if you don't let me wash your feet, then you have no part in me. Man, we got to get out of our condemnation. we got to get out of our... Man, we got to really get what Jesus wants to do for us. And let him do it. Let him. Let him love us. I' yourself. You exalt you. This is powerful stuff, man. Um. So we're we're over in uh in Numbers chapter twelve, verse one through nine. And it says that they were talking bad about Moses, right? Mm-hmm. And he says that God heard it. I always tell people um, this is like when I listen to my kids argue, and uh, and uh, I'm like, hey. And I'm hearing I'm hearing them argue, right? And I know which one's in the right, and I call them all in front of me. Get in here, let me talk to you right now. All right, so this is what God is doing, he says. And the Lord heard it. Now Moses was very meek, more than all the people who were on the face of the earth. And suddenly the Lord said to Moses and to Aaron and to Miriam, Come out, you three, to the tent of meeting. And the three of them came out. And the Lord came down in a pillar of cloud and stood at the entrance of the tent and called Aaron and Miriam, and they both came forward and he said, Hear my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak with him in a dream. Not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all of my house. All right, hold on for a minute there. See, whenever you are, when you humble yourself before God, remember, it brings confident obedience. Faith without works is dead. So, A sign of your humility is your confident obedience, especially in things that look impossible.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. See what I'm saying? And that's why he says he is faithful in all of my house. Faithfulness to God is a sign. Of a measure of your up. humility.
1: Up, up, up. Huh? Up, up. Up, <laughs> <care>. Of a, <laughs> of
0: a <laughs> measure of your humility. <laughs> still up, up, up. Up. It still
1: looks like
0: It's all right. <laughs> F. It's okay. It's cursive. <laughs> all right. All right faithfulness to God is a sign of a measure of your humility, okay? Um, When you're faithful to what God has given you, that's humility, okay? Um, It says, with him I speak mouth to mouth clearly and not in riddles, and he beholds the form of the Lord. This is good. So, whenever we humble ourselves before God, okay, we will know him more. Look this is not about whether or not God chose you or not, whether you're God's chosen favorite child or something. This doesn't matter this has to do like what I mean by this is this has to do with whether or not you want
1: God. okay so when they're talking about what did you, what you spread there and it says that God or Jesus spoke to the people in, in parables mm-hmm. but he spoke to his disciples straight up just without riddles. Mm-hmm. So he, he, they, they humbled themselves to to him. So that's why. That's why they received it. That okay.
0: See, God gives grace to the humble. Mm-hmm. He doesn't give grace to his like chosen people. It says many are, it says many are called, and few are chosen, right? But so that's a little bit weird um, teaching. I don't want to get too much on that one. But my point is this: a lot of people thought, a lot of people think that it's just because Moses was called by God that that's what made him so special but God is saying that's not the reason why. He ch- he chose him because of his humbleness. Because he humbled himself before God and would be faithful with what he gave him. See, he said right here, I speak with with him in a dream, the other guys, right? But not so with my servant Moses. He's faithful. So you, he linked he
1: linked his intimacy with Moses to his faithfulness. So do you think when he says, well, I can't I'm not good with words. Do you think that was him being humble? It's just, it's just. Well, you missed it because you went in there when he said. Well, I, mean, I know it's pride. It's pride. It's yeah. Pride, but uh, I mean, I can, I can kind of see how that would be humbleness too. You know, he's he's just saying, hey, I'm not. Yeah. Well, it was You're an right, excuse. Right. Yeah. Because
0: he said I called you, <laughs> but I stutter. So uh, Greg Moore, I love Greg Moore. He says, whatever is on the other side of your butt's what you really believe. <laughs> You know you're doing a great job but oh <laughs> yeah okay so god says you know i know you, moses says look you called me out there to set these people free but i stuttered so he wasn't being he wasn't confident
2: mm-hmm.
0: he wasn't confident in what god said about him yet until god put him in his place and humbled him who made man's mouth right so he humbled him then he got humbled and he was humble, and he submitted at that point, and said, okay, now what do I need to do then? And he didn't resist anymore, okay? It doesn't mean that you don't ever struggle with pride, just because you have... We were talking okay, about this a minute ago. Just because you have humility doesn't mean that you don't struggle with pride. Okay, so when, when Matthew
1: says, forgive me for I'm a sinner, that's... Is that humbleness, or is that... Yes. Still. Okay, humility has to
0: do with death. It's when you die, okay? Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, wisdom right. but like we said earlier, if you enter into the conversation and exit the conversation with no confidence, then you never actually threw away your pride when you were in there. Okay, you have to go in humble. Okay, you die. You say, "I am nothing." That's what I had to do when when I come when I come to Jesus. It says, "Repent." You have to say, "I am a sinner." So when you say, "I am a sinner," what you're you're acknowledging that you are nothing mm-hmm. right now. Because I'm not walking with God, I'm a sinner, and I need you. That's humility. So humility is when you acknowledge how what you what you are apart from God, and then what you that you need God, and then whenever you do that, it says that God will exalt you. Okay, that makes sense.
1: Yeah.
0: And then and then there's measures of pride after that where you're like, well, I don't know if I can do that. Well, then you you don't believe me. You believe yourself. You believe your own opinion. But didn't you come to me so I can make you the thing you are? <laughs> didn't you come to me so I could speak light in the darkness? You are the light. Yet you keep saying that you're in the dark. You are the light. I said you are the light. It's an impossible situation, God says. I know it's impossible. Woo. He's not a liar. He's, He's not a liar. It. He says it. It's so powerful stuff. It's it's actually really um, simple, but it's also kind of complex. It's like this is one of those mysteries. You know what I mean? this is pretty powerful. We always have to humble ourselves and come to God and change our life. That's what what Moses did when he threw his staff down. He took his whole life, his livelihood and everything, and he cast it down. Okay, and I believe that when he cast that sucker down, that God showed him what that was really in his hand, which was really a snake. This thing was going to kill you, but now I'm going to give you dominion over it. Boom. See? So cool. So, it's really powerful because just because it's a snake doesn't mean you can't have dominion over it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Shedding that skin. I love it. <laughs> the flesh. The flesh is a snake. All right, check this out. So then he took his hand. He says, Take your hand. Everything you touch is death. It's leprosy. Mm-hmm. He says, Now put it back in. Bury it. This is so cool. <laughs> this is so cool. There's so many cool things. Check this out. All right, so he says, take your hand, the thing, everything you put your hand to, take your hand, put it inside your cloak. This is so good. What's really inside of you? What's in your heart? Death. right. Whatever you put your hands to is death. And then he says, if you come to me, though, you're going to die. You can bury yourself, and then I'm going to exalt you and I'll make you laugh again. Bing. So awesome. <laughs> it's so good stuff, man. So there is this measure of, yes, I am a wretch, but in Christ, I'm not. And if I am in Christ, I cannot continue believing that I'm a wretch.
1: This
0: is good. Because wretch
2: was our previous reality, man. Like, born out of Adam into sin, We identify with it whether we believe that or not. Like, Mm -hmm. we believe that we're not worth a darn thing, you know? Because, initially, we aren't. But that same voice that said, let there be light, you know, that you would argue with because it's like, that doesn't exist. There's no such thing as light, you know? And so, it's the same struggle Whenever he says, inside of you, let there be light. You know? It's the same struggle. <laughs> of, that doesn't exist inside of me. Inside of my own self, I cannot produce light. Ooh. Because there is not a source. And he says, I am the source. That's right. You know? That's, That's like, before God created a sun, he created light. Where? What was the source? Himself. That's right. He was the source. So within us... God is that light source, man. It is that, it, that that is the the unbelief that we struggle with, man. Woo, that's good unbelief. stuff.
1: Darkness. <laughs> it's
0: good. Love it. Believe in. Believe it. <laughs> unbelief what is, is it? just lack of confidence, and, and and it's lack of humility. God, unbelief is lack of confidence. Unbelief, oh, that's good. Unbelief is lack of confidence. Lack of confidence is not humility. That's weird, it's backwards, because we think, well, humility is when I'm not confident. No, humility is when you acknowledge you're nothing, but in humility, he exalts you, which gives you confidence. (laughs) It's so awesome. Ah, It's new identity. And then to stay humble. You don't ever get prideful after that. You constantly remember what you are without him. But in him, I'm pretty darn awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty awesome. It's just he says, man. And, and and that's good. And that's why I don't believe it's pride for him to say that Moses was the meekest man to ever walk the planet. Because see, Moses knew who he was in Christ and in, in, in God. It's hilarious
2: because him you know, saying, But God, I can't do this. I I I stutter it was pride, instead of him saying, I am so
0: freaking meek. <laughs> uh, <it was> humility! <laughs> <laughs> It's awesome. (laughs) It's 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 kind of backwards thinking, but it's it's that's what it is in the kingdom. Check this out.
1: That's that's what
0: (laughs) (laughs) this is. What it is in the kingdom. Check this out. It says, "He who loses his life will find it."
1: How can you find it without losing it first?
0: This is the death burial. Resurrection. It's the gospel, the whole thing. It's the gospel. It's really embracing who you are in Him. That's the key to life of power. That's the key to life of power. So you just summed up the, summed up the whole gospel in hours. <laughs> that's pretty, Yeah, Believe it. Alright, check this out. <clears throat> Man, I haven't even gotten, there's four pages here, I haven't. gotten down half the pages. here <laughs> all day. All right. <laughs> uh, how much time we got? Uh, 42. Or
2: four. All right, okay. we'll,
0: we'll just spend another eight minutes and and then we'll uh, wrap it up, so. All
2: right. <clears throat> no, man, let's make a three-hour one, see how many people watch it all over. <laughs> The spirit.
0: <laughs> yeah, two, yeah, yeah. At two hours, will start, you know, over. You know, pride comes from a lack of faith. We talked about this. Pride is a deep-rooted lack of confidence. Pride comes from our lack of faith. It's a need to exalt oneself as a defense for yourself. There is no need to defend yourself if you really are what you say you are. Others will defend you. The Lord will defend you. Humility brings power and grace. Humility brings power and grace. It says So he's faithful, right? And then it says, verse 8, With him I spoke mouth to mouth clearly and not in riddles, and I and he beholds the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? <laughs> and the anger of the Lord was kindled against him. And he, now, who and was he was
1: talking born. to? Mir- Miriam and Aaron. Oh, okay. So he's the, the wrong people wrong. of Israel were being Israel led by the theory. three,
0: the top three, which is... Miriam, I mean, which was Moses, Aaron, and Miriam, right, right, okay? okay? And so these two were talking bad about Moses. In other words, they were a little bit power hungry. Mm-hmm. They, had a, they had an identity crisis.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Trying to make church split.
2: The worship pastor and the assistant pastor. <laughs> talking bad about the preacher. Now we're talking about anointings.
0: Now watch this, what's this. Now you're talking about anointings, and you're talking about who God says you are. Because, listen, if we could get the value of what God says we are.
1: So they were jealous because you know, Moses was favored by God. Yeah. And so, okay.
0: Well, and it has to do with humility because, see, they, they were just as favored by God in their per, in their place where they were supposed to be. They thought for some reason it was to be more honorable in the place of Moses
1: when it's just as honorable to be where they are. Well, I, I see jealousy in their in their hearts because, you know, they're slaves. They were they were slaves. And here's Moses and as a baby's sent out in the river and he gets to be the Prince of Egypt. And yeah. then you know and then he comes back to them and they're like, you know forty years later.
0: So you think that they would be able to um get rid of a grudge after forty years, huh? <laughs> <laughs> So God said forty more years. <laughs> here's, here's some bread. <laughs> so it says uh, two hundred watch this, this is this is crazy. This is how much God defends us. This is where grace and power comes. When we humble ourselves and we just know who we are in Jesus. Okay, When we know who we are in Him, it also creates in us a priesthood reality. Like we, When people come against us, we aren't just against them. See, we understand the heart of God, that God wants to forgive all people, even if they come against us. Right. This is where Stephen, when he's being stoned, says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what to do. This is when Jesus on the cross says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what to do. This is when Moses falls on his face every time the people come against him. Check this out. <clears throat> uh, this is I Actually, I Actually, I'm, I'm not going to read this, but it says, um, there was a few times when, when God said, I'm going to kill everybody. I'm just going to kill everybody and start over with you, Mo. Moses is like, no, don't do that. What are they going to say? You going to say? Like, can, can you, I mean, think about this. Like, Moses, like, he could have got rid of all those people. Like, and God was already all for it. He was like totally for it. Let's just kill them all, Moses. Do it. Come on, bro. Moses, do it. Moses <laughs> do it. And he was telling, like, why would God tell Moses if he was just going to do it anyway, right? See, this is another problem with the will of God. It's like, grace. It. See, there's always judgment and mercy, and he's always looking for the man of faith who understands his heart, who will pray on behalf of the people. So he tells Moses, I'm going to kill them all, Moses. mediator, dude. Hold me back! Hold me back! <laughs> that's what Jesus does. That's what he was! I mean, that's what, Jesus, that's what Moses did, man. And it says that he fell on his face, and he prayed, and he said, No, far be it from you to do this. Don't do it. And he prayed for the people. Later on, it says that they came against him, again, after the Korah's rebellion. And he says, If these people die of natural causes, then, you know, I'm not from God. And then the earth swallowed them up. <laughs> Right? And the next day (laughs) That's That's pretty natural. natural. (laughs) That's natural
2: as you get. The next
0: the next day No he says, but if the earth swallows up up in a moment. Right? Right. right, Alright, so then after that, the next day, I think, the people of Israel come in, they're like, Hey, you killed those people. First of all, no. Moses did not kill those people. The earth like opened up and swallowed them. Like that's not like come on. Peoples. Right? So He says, what are you doing? You're speaking against the Lord again. And he prays for him again. Falls on his face. And all of a sudden, a plague broke out. Started killing all these people. And Moses says, Aaron, go make a sacrifice. Get the incense. Go between the people. Hurry. 14,000 people later. <laughs> Moses Moses is doing everything he can to save them. Bro. Yes. <laughs> yes. Stop coming against me. Because if you come against me, you come against the Lord. Now that's pretty really powerful, man. Like it wasn't Moses' idea. It, 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 Moses was trying to He was just save. obeying he was obeying God. He was obeying the Lord. This is humility. And, yeah. and great signs and wonders happen through Moses. Wow. Alright, so the plague hits, right? God's defending his son. Man, can we get it? Think about that. Mm-hmm. Would God go to bat for you? I mean, how, how much are you submitted to the Lord? Well, our job is to pray for our enemies. That's why Jesus said, pray for your enemies and bless those who curse you. Why? Because they stand no chance against you. So Moses just starts praying for the people. Moses, Aaron, go, get the sacrifice, take the incense. He runs in there, gets in the middle of the people, blows, puts the incense in there, and the, the plague stops. 14,000 people died and everybody else was saved, you know? So we're talking about humility here. Like what can happen if a man really got a hold of what meant to really be who God said he was? It's good stuff. It's dangerous. It's dangerous to mess with that man. Oh, everybody would look at him as a weak man. But everybody would see him as a very powerful man, like because of his humility before God. <clears throat> And because God would go to bat for him. Now, we live in a new covenant where God has died for all people. So our job is to be praying for those who, who, who curse us. Our job is to go out and get on our face for those people that are coming against us.
1: You know? And
0: that's because it's the heart of God. See, Moses knew God. Face to face, I say.
2: Yeah.
0: You know? He knew the heart of God, which was to save. Not to destroy Powerful man. Um Yeah, I'm skipping through some stuff here. Ow. <laughs> Hebrews eleven one in uh in, in the New Living Translation says, Faith is the confidence. That what we hope for will actually happen. (laughs) It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. And humility really is just submission to the Lord. Humility is really just submission to the Lord and his word for your life. Um, This submission is the one who is... is Submission to the one who is greater than you and will give you confidence to follow through with the thing... He has commissioned you to do. So let's just, one last verse. First Corinthians 15, <coughs> verse 9 through 10. Uh, Paul talks about <clears throat> how he doesn't deserve to be an apostle. You know? Because he killed all his people. You know? He doesn't deserve to be used by God. He says right here, verse 9. For I am the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle. Right? Because I persecuted <coughs> the church of God. Verse 10. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. It's not his past that defined him. It was God's word that defined him. And when Paul got a hold of the fact that he didn't have to live in condemnation anymore for what he did, that he was who he was because God said so, then he received grace. That's true freedom. And that grace, it says, By the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them. Who's them? All the other apostles. <laughs> he says, I'm unworthy to be called an apostle. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And I submitted to what God said about me. And therefore, I worked harder than any of them. Because I really valued what God said about me. Because I didn't deserve it. But he still said he was going to give it to me. That's true humility. And it brings confidence. And it doesn't bring confidence. It gets you up off your butt. And it gets you to go do something for the kingdom of God. Because you're like, man, there's no point in living. Except for this. My very identity. My identity in Christ. I'm only designed to live for this. There's no, there's no reason not to live every single second, every single breath for Him. And to be what He told me I was. You know? Put me to work. Put me to work. It says, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. <coughs> grace is the power to overcome. It's not the power for you to remain in weakness and to remain in sin. And it, to, to co- Grace doesn't cover your sin. Grace doesn't cover your cowardness. Grace doesn't cover your apathy. Grace doesn't cover your sluggardness. Grace empowers you to get up and do, and be faithful, and go and do and be confidently obey what God has said. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.